0: Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Chester Cufferpott, he was a pro. He never made it this far. A competitor. He was very good. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Where did you come from? From your blood. I'm brute. You will be. Godzilla's coming, y'all be tripping. Just listen to the old Pork Chop Express. Take his advice on a dark and stormy night. You underestimate my power. He's gonna be the third scariest thing on that train. These guys come from legend; they're basically gods. There's only one god, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Welcome back to the Random City Podcast. It's me, Jimmy, and Georgia, back once again. And today we're gonna be talking three more summer movies and some Stranger Things. So, we're going to kick off the discussion with Top Gun Maverick. We're going to jump over to Jurassic World Dominion. We're going to hop into some discussion of Thor, Love and Thunder. And then we'll wrap up this show with Season 4 of Stranger Things on Netflix. So stick around. Don't want to miss it. If you've seen any of these things, I would love to hear your comments, either on social media, on YouTube, on the website, wherever you would like to comment, please feel free. So first up, we're going to hop into some discussion of Maverick. This was a long-awaited, and not even just the fact that it took close to 40 years since the original movie, but no, long-awaited in that it was supposed to have come out two years ago, kept getting delayed because of the pandemic, and now it is finally out, and it has made over a billion dollars. It was a really fun film. I honestly feel like the story was better this go-round than the original story of just going to the school for the best of the best of the best, sir. And so... I, I really dug it. Don't really have anything bad to say about it. Tom Cruise is, is one of the best actors maybe ever, to be honest, just because of all the, his dedication to his craft, and not only to his craft of acting, but to the craft of making things look real by learning to fly things, and just doing insane, insane things that I honestly feel like if he doesn't stop, at some point he may die filming a movie, just because he does ridiculous things in these, especially the Mission Impossible movies. But, yeah, kudos again to Mr. Cruz for coming back with a, a fantastic sequel. Maybe almost a semi-reboot. I mean, not really any spoiler talk, but if they wanted to continue the story with or without Tom Cruise, they, they really could try. They have some other characters in the film who were pretty well-developed in this outing. And, I don't know, I feel like I feel like the better move um, than going for a third movie is if they wanted to go and visit some of these other Side characters would be to make it like a Paramount show, maybe, and test that out. But yeah, overall, if you haven't seen Top Gun, if you remotely like the original one, if you like Tom Cruise movies, go check it out. It is well worth the price of admission. I will be watching it again. I will say here, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast episode or not, but I I did go out of the way to uh, watch the original Top Gun that I had not seen, maybe since the 90s, Maybe, maybe even late 80s. I don't know. I watched it several times in the mid 80s when it was new but i i I really don't remember the last time i had seen it until just a few weeks ago now and so back at the end of may my wife and i watched that one she hadn't seen it in at least like 12 13 years i hadn't seen in i don't know 20 30 years and so i I like the movie i like that it held up fairly well there's some things in there like why is this in this movie but it is I do find it one thing just randomly I'll mention without being boiler or whatever. I do think it's really cool that they started both of these movies the same way. I think that's fantastic. Even though with the music and everything, I think that's, that's awesome. It's fan service at its best. We're in the heyday of good sequel fan service because they've treated the character of Maverick with respect. Even the characters that we don't see, the ones who are already passed away or whatever. And some, even actors who've had seriously medical conditions. They did so many things that treated this whole thing with so much love. And it's good. It was very good. So definitely check it out. Next, I will go over and discuss a little bit of Jurassic World Dominion. And so this one, I liked it a lot just because of what it was. I loved seeing the original characters from Jurassic Park back on screen together for the first time in nearly 30 years. Alan Grant... Ellie Sadler and Ian Malcolm reunited, actually doing things together, you know, having some little action scenes here and there, not a lot, but a few, and just, I don't know, it was good. It was really, really good in those kind of respects. So, the thing I like here is they're all still in high regard, like they're still... Smart, intelligent people—they've lived their lives. They haven't diverted wildly from their um, past presentations in previous films. Each of these characters have been in at least two of the films in some small way. Um, Alan Grant was featured in Jurassic Park one and three. Jeff Goldblum's Ian Malcolm was in one, two, and had a brief kind of cameo in the last Jurassic World movie, Fallen Kingdom. And so, they're still those characters. They aren't someone else. And so I find that great. Okay, spoiler alert here if you haven't seen it. just I'm I'm not going to talk a whole lot about specific details, but I'm going to say a few things. So I really like that none of the legacy, quote-unquote, legacy characters died. That the, quote-unquote, big three had like a happy ending. Sadler and Grant got together. That's awesome. That's one of the many things that I, I really don't like about the current day Star Wars movies the sequel trilogy that the Mandalorian stuff's fine so far for the most part but like the sequel trilogy ruined the happy ending that was Return of the Jedi because the books were the books and we knew the books weren't really real they were the books and so like I loved the Thrawn trilogy back from the 90s I didn't read it back then I didn't get into that until maybe whew, 12 years ago I don't know early 2010s that was, was when I got into those books they're fantastic I, I go back to them every once in a while. But I, at the same time, I knew that those are those are just the books, and George did what George did, and that it isn't necessarily the same thing, and that's fine. I don't know. It's, it's the whole Star Wars thing is a whole other thing. But again, Colin Trevorrow made this movie, and it it was there was parts of it that weren't fantastic, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, but I feel like he did a great job with the the OG Jurassic Parkers, and I would have liked to have seen what he had in mind for. At that point, what was left or what would be left of the Star Wars gang. Anyway, I like Colin Trevorrow's movies that I've seen at this point. And I don't know if I've seen anything he's done outside of the Jurassic World things. If you like dinosaurs, go see the movie, <laughs> ultimately. The, the thing I didn't like really was, was the whole subplot of the ancient or locust eating all the crops. I think that was kind of random. I mean, Claire and, what was his name, Grady? Like, the, the new people don't don't have the same... Same power as the the original jurassic park people like claire i remember her name but like owen owen that's his name see i didn't even remember owen is it owen grady that would make it at least a little better but like chris pratt and and bryce dallas howard i just think of them as chris pratt and bryce dallas howard for the most part i don't even really know their names eh, they're okay i don't know the plot was very contrived and like getting everyone in the same place was just like okay they kind of forced all this to happen but It is what it is. Honestly, I love the callbacks to the original movie. I love some of the callbacks to some of the other death scenes in the other movies. Just, it was good. And I really thought Ian Malcolm was going to die at one point and didn't. And I was happy. And ultimately what I was hoping would happen in these movies didn't happen. But that's okay. I really wanted to see more... Of the dinosaurs just going crazy all over the world. Even though there really shouldn't be dinosaurs all over the world. Because there wasn't that many dinosaurs that got released. And I know people are going to go out and study DNA. And blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of of things there that you can poke holes in. If you want to poke holes. But I had fun watching eating some popcorn. Drinking some Diet Dr. Pepper. I was okay. It was a good time. And uh, so then I want to talk about the God of Thunder. Or as they say in uh, Ragnarok. The Lord of Thunder. So in lead up to Thor: Love and Thunder, we watched the original Thor movies, Thor: Dark World and Ragnarok, and so I enjoyed going back to those. I the first movie is still not my favorite. It's fine. It has some good moments, but of that first wave of Marvel films, it, it's probably the weakest. I mean, it, it just it just is. But it, it definitely has its moments, and so that was that was fine. And then like the Dark World again has some moments that i like some of the stuff with the dark elves is cool i I always like the way asgard looks loki's always entertaining i don't know jane is jane is pretty good but first two thor movies the highlight to me was kat dennings i think that's her name jane's assistant her her intern or whatever like she's just super funny and so she's 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 like a highlight to those first two movies so my one thing going into the new movie after seeing the other three now i do like ragnarok the best of the other three Tycho Watiti did a great job there. So, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, I'm going to spoil some stuff here. So, again, if you haven't seen this, skip ahead or whatever. I think this one necessitates some spoilage to discuss some of the things. My thing going into this new movie was, does Loki matter? Is what I want to know. Because every freaking thing nowadays is a freaking multiverse. And Loki had the best multiverse explanation. And it doesn't matter yet. (sighs) I mean, honestly, it it annoys me. When I went to see Spider-Man, I was like, okay, what does Loki have to do with this? Okay, okay, well, it must be the next one. And then I went and saw Multiverse of Madness. Okay, what does Loki have to do with this? Nothing. Okay, what what does Loki have to do with Love and Thunder? Nothing. Love and Thunder. I really think, now looking back, that the trailer, the, the song in particular, foreshadowed the thing that happened. And yeah, like I said, I'm gonna spoil stuff, so if you don't hear it, skip, stop, whatever. Here we go. Spoilers. So Love being the name of the young lady brought back by the eternity thing person. And so now Thor is like I think I think she called him Uncle Thor, but but Thor's kind of being like dad to this young lady who has superpowers. And you know, the movie ends with the two of them going off on some Thor adventure. Where Korg is telling the tales of Thor, which is honestly cool in several different ways. Kind of reminds me of Mad Max. It almost reminds me of of like Star Wars with like C three PO telling the story of the adventures of Luke and Han and Leia and whatever. That's that's pretty interesting. But the whole sweet child of mine thing. Now now that Thor's like a like a stepdad or, or whatever. That's interesting. But overall, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I thought it was funny. Like the more recent Thor has been. All the Thors have had their humor, but the two Taika movies are are my favorite of the Thor series and they're near the top of my Marvel movie list I haven't ranked all the Marvel movies in a while maybe I'll do that sometime but the Thor and the Spider-Man movies are my favorites for the most part Captain America movies are right up there like those are my top tier things I like those better than the Avengers movies to some degree to you know, parts of like Endgame was fantastic whatever but uh, Thor is, is one of my favorites. I'm glad that he's still around 12, what is it, 12 years later? I think he started that in 2010 with the first Thor movie. So anyway, uh, overall, good story. Introduced this whole other realm of more mythological gods. Like uh, We've had some of that with the Disney Plus series of the Moon Knight. We had some of the Egyptian gods. Clearly, we've had some of these Norse mythology gods for years now in the MCU. And now we have more of the other mythological gods like Zeus his demigod son hercules and who knows what else there's a lots of things that looked interesting definitely some south american like aztec inca mayan kind of things happening in the background and who knows what i didn't catch on that quick you know pan around definitely was one of those scenes there in what is it omnipotent city you would want to like kind of pause and like oh who is that oh who is that and i'm sure there are videos on youtube that have done that Probably already, but that was an interesting scene. Russell Crowe was was interesting. I'm glad he's not dead. By the way, spoilers again. But like it looked like he that Thor had killed him, but he did not. So that again, interesting. Hopefully, he could do some interesting things in the future. I don't know where the Thor thing is headed from here. Apart from, I guess Hercules is going to try to hunt him down, and him and Love are going to hang out, do cool stuff. Man, I really enjoyed Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor. Natalie Portman was awesome. Like she, she did a great job playing the the sick patient versus the superhero. And I, I kind of wonder if they were doing a little bit of that skinny Captain America magic with the CGI, maybe. Like just because she looks so sick and sunken in, or maybe that's just you know practical makeup effect. I don't know. But that was a fantastic transition or contrast between her sick self and her superhero self. And just um, did a fantastic job. Definitely got some closure for Thor there, I think. Oh, I don't know if Thor's going to have a relationship in the movies. I mean, does it really matter, I guess? I don't know that it does. I mean, he lives for thousands of years. So he could live for many, many more years than we would ever see in a movie or comic or whatever else. You know, in theory, if he was a real entity. So overall... Definitely enjoyed it. would Would definitely see it again. I don't know that I'll go to the theater to watch it again, but I would. I'd be up for it if uh, if someone wanted to go check it out again. I would probably I probably would. I, Christian Bale was great as as the God Butcher character. They definitely played up the sympathy angle with him for his child dying, for his faith in this thing, whoever he worshipped not being justified. And then him, the blade, this entity, this parasite thing came along, kind of like a Venom situation almost, and corrupted him or empowered him or whatever. But it ultimately killed him, it seemed like, from, from what happened in the movie. But they were still good in him. Very Star Wars again. Yeah, Christian Bales was good as a creepy dude. Some of the, some of the little shadow monsters were kind of cool, kind of reminded me of Lord of the Rings and some other things, or, you know, here and there. These nice stuff all around. Korg, again, was entertaining. Valkyrie was good. I mean, just in general, I enjoyed the cast that they've assembled. I mean, not having Loki there was, was you know, what it was. Um, uh, Matt Damon was back in his actor role. So it was Sam Neill. And so was, uh, I think it's Crips, Hemthor's Thor's brother, who plays the, the other Thor actor guy. So, anyway, fun movie. Highly recommend. Go check it out. Lastly, for this episode, we're going to hop into a little bit of Stranger Things Season 4 talk. I loved this season. I thought it was fantastic to me. This is the best season since Season 1. Maybe even better than Season 1 in some ways. I love the the Nightmare on Elm Street references. I mean, there was a, a ton of them in my mind. Vecna was was kind of a more modern-day Freddy Krueger. I mean, they even had Freddy Krueger, Robert Englund, show up as, as one of the early victims of Vecna. Uh, so it was good it was creepy it was it was dark in a lot of places but i i dug it again i, I try not to get too spoilerific on these things but I, at the same time i feel like if you're listening you've probably seen this otherwise you wouldn't listen to this stuff so i really liked eddie as this new character but most seasons when there's a new character we like apart from robin most of the new characters that we like get killed off I'm like bob I'm sad to see bob go now eddie i'm trying to think in season three who the new character was like oh the the guy, the Russian dude, he got killed off. So, yeah, most of the time, the new likable guy comes along. And he usually is a dude, it sounds like. Comes along, they kill him off. So, here's to you, new likable guy in Season 5. Don't do don't die. Of course, who knows? Gonna I don't know. I have, I have a bad feeling about who might die in this next season. Personally, I, I don't care if anyone dies. Honestly, even with Eleven. I'm like, if Eleven died saving the world, that's okay. I don't want dustin and steve to die i want a dustin and steve spinoff show where they are just buddies selling insurance or whatever they do to make a living in the early 90s that's what i want to see i don't really care they're just fun to watch i can just watch they should just make movies together just like i think the rock and kevin hart should keep should keep making movies together and i'd still like to see jackie chan and chris tucker make some movies even if they don't go back to rush hour there's just, I don't know, people have good chemistry on screen. They should they should keep working together. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to season five. God knows when that's going to come out. Two or three years from now, 2025, who, who knows? I mean, it's sad to think about that in some ways. Like this show started, I guess, in 2016. The first time I ever heard about it was when it was filming in maybe 2015. I have a, an old friend who lives outside of the, the real Atlanta area, but people would still call the area Atlanta where they live. Which is where they film, at least a lot of the Stranger Things stuff to begin with. Now they branched out other places, but early on, before they even premiered the show, I remember them posting a uh, like a bulletin or whatever you want to like something they had post, posted. some they posted like a paper in their neighborhood saying, "Oh, we'll will be filming this Netflix show or something." and Nobody knew what it was, uh, but that's that's what it was. And so that was that's kind of cool. Over the past what six years, this has been my favorite TV show for the most part. Season two and three two especially i didn't like as much they got a little sidetracked with that number eight gal and i honestly but at this point they need to bring her back i mean why wouldn't you You establish this character and i feel like they were going to try to do a spin-off with her and maybe some of her buddies and then they just i don't know people weren't real happy i ran away from hawkins and, and our whole story with this other thing and so i felt like they learned a lesson with some of that Yes, we were globe-trotting. We had three, you know, really three, sometimes four different little story beats going at the same time. We had Russia. We had California. We had Hawkins. And then we had The Lab. And then we had The Road Trip. And then we, I mean, we had tons of stuff going on during the season. But it it felt fine because they weren't exclusively featuring just the one thing. That was the biggest mistake to me in Season 2 was totally abandoning everything in Hawkins for uh, an entire episode and I think parts of the episode before and after so I whatever it, overall I didn't like that season as much it was it's probably fine I, I need to go back and watch it again I've seen season one a couple of times two or three times I don't know if I ever made it back to season two before season three came out and I did not rewatch any of them before season four came out I watched one of those Everything You Need to Remember in Stranger Things in 10 Minutes or whatever. Like one of those kind of YouTube videos. But yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I I wouldn't mind watching the whole series again. Just being reminded how much I really do love this show. And it is really is one of my favorites of all time at this point. And that granted, that's going to depend a lot on how they wrap this up. And if they can do it properly and well. And I hope they can. And so, yeah, if you've watched all these things, any of these things, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear it. And I guess that's going to wrap up this episode of the Random City Podcast. Until next time, stay random, everyone, and peace.